From my heart, from my heart to the heavens. 
Jesus. I feel the Holy Ghost right now. It's all about you. I set myself aside. God, and I focus on you today. I feel his presence in this place. God, I need you. And I know that you inhabit my praise. So I pour it on you today. Because it's all about you. With your praise right now. Come on, lift it up. Young people, lift it up. I feel them so thick in this room. Say, from my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center. Come on, it's beautiful. It's just you and God right now. Lift it up. From my heart to the heavens, Jesus be the center all about you. Yes, it's Come on, one more time. Lift it up. know that today, God. It was never about me. It's all about you. I feel his love in this room. I feel the Holy Ghost in this place. Come on, entertain his presence. Hallelujah, Jesus. Come on, praise him right now. Lift him up right now, God. It's all about you. Hallelujah, hallelujah. It's all about you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise him, hallelujah. Hallelujah, Jesus. We give you the glory. Hallelujah. We thank you. Hallelujah. Is it all about him this morning to you? Hallelujah. Is it all about giving him what he deserves? Hallelujah. He deserves the highest praise that we can give. Thank you, Jesus. We love you. We honor you. Praise God. I thank you for the Holy Ghost that I feel in this place. Hallelujah. Come on, somebody. Shout unto God this morning. Hallelujah. We love you. We thank you. Praise you. Hallelujah. 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 Well, do you have it in you for one more morning devotion? Camp West 2000. Praise God. As you make your way back to your seats and remain standing, I just want to brief you on today's events. Don't forget, service starts at 7 p.m. tonight. So that means 6.30, we're opening this place up for a red-hot prayer service to create an atmosphere for the glory of God to fall even better than it fell last night. Amen, amen. I believe God's going to do great things. Also, immediately following that service, we will be, as in like fashion, as we travel to the beach, we will be going to the Monterey Sports Center, and there will be a lot of activities on the gym floor there, volleyball, basketball. There'll be snacks there, so we'll have a good time. So immediately following the move of God, meet at gate number four, and we own the place from 9 p.m. to 1 a.m., or I should say we own the place as soon as God is through till 1 a.m. Amen. One more thing for your memory on that regard. Please do not wear any shoes that leave black marking on gym floors in respect to the Monterey Sports Center. They love our group, and they've been so hospitable, so let's represent Jesus in our churches as we go. Can you help me do that? I promise you'll do that for me. Praise God. I want you to turn your Bibles to 1 Chronicles chapter number 21. 
I know that I am speaking to a crowd that has been giving it their all, and I will try and be very mindful of the time, and there's a danger in saying that at times, but I sincerely mean it. I don't want to be very long, but I do want to be very blunt and very um, in the Holy Ghost. I want to say that. I don't take this moment lightly, and it was May 29th, Wednesday morning. I was awoken very early, couldn't go back to sleep, and I have to be at the office at 7 a.m., and God began to fill my mind with this service today. So I took out my phone, I pulled out my stylus, and immediately I jotted the thoughts as they entered my brain one by one. And I can say that I have thought about this service. I know it's just a morning devotion, but I've thought about it for 43 days. That is from that point to today. So if you have your Bibles, I want to read 1 Chronicles chapter 21. We're going to begin reading at verse number 21. The scripture said, And as David came to Ornon, Ornon looked and saw David and went out of the threshing floor and bowed himself to David with his face to the ground. Then David said to Ornon, Grant me the place of this threshing floor that I may build an altar therein unto the Lord. Thou shalt grant it me for the full price that the plague may be stayed from the people. And Ornon said unto David, Take it to thee. And let my lord the king do that which is good in his eyes. Lo, I give thee the oxen also for burnt offerings, and the threshing instruments for wood, and the wheat for meat offering. I give it all. And king David said to Ornon, Nay, but I will verily buy it for the full price. And this is why. For I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor offer burnt offerings without cost. And from this selection of scripture reading today, for memory's purpose, I want to place a title on this devotion this morning. Discounting the discount. Say it with me. Discounting the discount. Let's pray. Savior, we love you. We thank you for the anointing that has already been ushered into this place of worship. God, we ask that you would continue to move in a powerful way. Touch our minds, open our hearts, God. Let this word be like a seed planted by the rivers of living water that would bring forth fruit in its season that would not wither, that would not perish, but, Lord, that would sustain us. God, I pray for each and every ear that is in this place today. Let us not only be hearers, but let us be doers of the word. In Jesus' name we pray. Put your hands together. Hallelujah. We thank you, Jesus, and magnify you. God bless you. You may be seated this morning. I am an individual that likes a good deal. And like most people, I'm sure we like finding good buys. I am a thrift store advocate. I love going to thrift stores. And I'm not um, just saying this almost every Friday next to my place of work. There is about five minutes away a Salvation Army. And I cannot tell you, time would not permit me to explain to you the things that I have found that were good deals that were really amazing. Now, my wife may not agree with everything that I have purchased for $2.50 that it was a good deal or not, but I have found many things um, at great prices. Of late, and when I say of late, within the last two months, I am a, a lover of leather furniture and leather in general, and not just any leather, not pleather, not the fake stuff, but real leather. And I have uh, a, a, an enormous, probably too, too many uh, pieces of leather furniture in my house. I have three leather couches and two leather love seats and two leather chairs that's a set and one leather uh, one re uh, regular leather ottoman and chair I just purchased and um, I, I found them all on good deals and buys um, 
my wife also purchased a really nice wingback black leather full grain chair and her one chair cost all as much as the furniture that I just mentioned to you. She bought hers at full price. Recently, I was looking on OfferUp, an app that you may be familiar with. It's kind of like Craigslist, but it's a little more um, uh, user-friendly. And I found a piece of leather furniture, full grain, from a, a famous store in California called Restoration Hardware. Has anybody ever heard of that store, Restoration Hardware? And uh, I saw the piece on 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 offer up and the person was asking $200 for it and he had with him the original um, ticket that came with the piece of furniture and that is this piece that I'm holding in my hand that marked the place of reading in scripture this morning and uh, I looked up the model number and this particular piece of furniture was $3,650 when it was purchased new and it was still in great condition and I walked away with that piece of furniture for 175 bucks and a large smile on my face, right? Good deal. Everybody likes a good deal. Not too long ago, probably about three or four weeks ago, I found just around the corner a neighbor who was selling a couch, a full-grain couch. Now, there's a difference. There's leathers that they cut in pieces and press together. That's not the kind of leather I like, like full hide, which means it's one whole piece of, of leather, uh, of real hide, and that's what makes it valuable and durable. And I found another restoration hardware piece, and it was probably over $5,000 for this couch, and I walked away with it for $200. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woohoo! And then one more story on good deals. My wife and I were traveling up the coast on the one highway a couple months ago. Um, on a off from a family vacation, and, and there was a thrift store off the one highway uh, just north of Escondido. And so I went in, and we, we were shopping. It was a pretty cool little place. There was a guy in there with the guitar singing songs, and I saw two pair of shoes. One was a pair of Cole Hans, and I knew the value of them. They were probably around 350 to $400, and so I grabbed them. They're in great pair, and I'm not an advocate of always buying used shoes or clothing, but there was nothing wrong. They barely looked worn, and I got them for $20, and then I saw this other pair of shoes, and uh, they they looked like they were full-grain leather, and they were, and and uh, the stitching on these shoes was was amazing and immaculate, and, and I picked up the shoes in my hand, and I felt them, and I didn't know the name brand of these shoes, and I thought, well, these won't even fit me. They're nine and a half, so knowing the, the good quality of the leather that I had, I put them on my feet, and it fit like a glove. And I'm thinking, wow, this is, this is incredible. I really like these shoes. They feel good. They look good. They're made well. I don't, I don't care if I don't know the brand. And so I bought them, and it was a few weeks later. I, was, I, I saw a name on the sole of the shoe, and I saw a tag on the heel at the bottom of the shoe. And, it, and inside the sole of the shoe, it said, Andrea Santoni. That doesn't mean anything to me other than it sounds like Italian. It makes me hungry for spaghetti. And so I just thought I'll look this up online. And so I typed in Andrea Santoni. And this very well put together website pops up of shoes. And I thought, wow, this is really a shoe retailer. And so I started filtering through the shoes trying to find the pair that I had purchased. And I had purchased a single buckle Andrea uh, Santoni shoe. And I could only find one model of those. And the cheapest one that they had was $1,250. And so I thought, wow, what a great deal. And I am wearing those shoes tonight. As you can see on my feet, they're beautiful. And just to prove to you on the back, I still have the thrift store stickers on the sole of the feet. Because I like a good deal. There's nothing wrong with the good buy. There's some people out there that probably wearing Andrea Santoni thinking, I paid $1,250 for those. Well, to them I say, neener, 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 same pair, $20. And I went online to see what the sizes were. And a 9.5 Andrea Santoni is a 10.5 United, or, you, you, well, 
USA, USA size. So nine and a half equals ten and a half in American sizing. So there's nothing wrong with a good deal. You know, you just have to have a keen eye for it. Somebody that sees something that is of value and knows what it's worth is willing to pay the cost, is willing to take it in and say, I could use that. You know, and there's a world out there today that is saying, you young people, you're not worth anything and you're old and you're unusable and you're invaluable and you have too many mistakes in your life. But there is a God who is looking down from the oracles of glory and he's saying I can use that young person oh this isn't facetious this morning and this isn't mundane but this is the truth God can use you mightily for your for his kingdom for his purpose you have value in the kingdom of God you have value I don't care what your friends at school who don't know God are saying about your dress or your walk or the way you carry this word of God in your heart you're valuable in the kingdom of God you can't put a price on this anointing that God is bestowing upon you and you should be thankful every day that God chose you to be a part of this blessed Acts 238 message, this holiness lifestyle and this truth. Are you excited that God called you to be peculiar? Hallelujah. Let's worship Him. You may be seated. There's value today in every one of you young people. You each have a talent that I don't have that the other sitting next to you doesn't have. The Bible says many are called, but few are chosen. And I believe a lot of times the difference between the called and the chosen is the willingness to let God use you and the faith that God can use you and knowing that God wants to use you. And He does. Don't let the enemy get in your head. Don't let him tell you because you're struggling with things that you can never be used, that you have to be perfect. There's not one person in this house today that is perfect. There's not one person in this house that's up to par and just is just a shining example of what the epitome of Christianity should be. And we just are perfect in every way. No, sir, no, ma'am. God uses imperfect vessels. Should we strive to be perfect? Yes, we should. Every day we should strive to be the best that we can be. But if you think you're perfect, honey, there's a different story that can be told about our lives. God chose us because we needed him and we found out that he is our propitiation. He is the one that our soul desires and without him we are incomplete. We like to buy things of value. We'll pay a lot of money. How many iPhone X's are in the house? Just raise your hand if you have an iPhone X. I'm not picking on you today. I have a I have Samsung Note, so it's a high dollar phone. Well, I, my wife bought that for my birthday, and she paid full price for that. But you're looking at phones today that are well over a thousand dollars at market retail, and people are willing to buy them as soon as they come out. There's lines at Apple stores, and there's there's lines online, and there's a waiting list, and people just can't wait to get that new phone box in the mail, and they're willing to give whatever it is to get that product in their hand. And it's even amazing because every excuse me, year they come out with another phone and there's not really a whole, whole, whole lot of difference. Maybe one more megapixel on the rear front the rear or the front facing camera or maybe it has a different function to the camera or maybe it has another button or whistle that just gives it a little bit of difference between the last season's model but we're so willing to say I'm going to give everything for whatever it takes to have that phone in my possession or whatever it may be people collect all kinds of things uh, and there's a true saying in, 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 in the statement that you get what you pay for sometimes that is uh, very true that you do get what you pay for and I'm not knocking anybody that likes to pay the right price for things but there is a value sometimes in paying the right price you do get what you pay for and and so we should be a uh, very mindful sometimes though of what we are paying for um, there is a strong demand for education and I'm a proponent of education and it was my desire as a young person to go into med school and and, and go into that route and be used in in those categories of life and and there's nothing wrong with that but there is something that I would like to interject in your pursuit in paying the full price for going to a high dollar college or going somewhere and spending all your money to get smart 
hard and get a good job. If God isn't in that, my friend, you need to stop. You need to put the brakes on and you need to seek ye first the kingdom of God. As a matter of fact, that should be the prerequisite in doing anything is seeking God's kingdom, seeking the will of God. If God isn't in it, I don't want to be a part of it. And God put the brakes on my plans really quick. Was I sad? Yeah, but looking back, I'm very happy because I can never get what God has given me. I can never repay him for what he has given to me. He has given me to more, more than I even deserve. He's given me more than I can imagine. He's given me peace. He's given me a glad heart. He's given me a good pastor. He's given me a great church. He's given me this truth and I can never, ever, ever repay him except for diligently living for him every day with everything that I have inside of me. Young person, we need to learn what it is to seek first the kingdom of God with all our hearts. Then we'll understand the truth that all these things will be added unto you. Put your hands together and worship him. Praise God, you may be seated. There was a difference between Cain's sacrifice and Abel's sacrifice. Cain and Abel, two contrasting brothers, they each brought a sacrifice unto the Lord. One was not something that cost him very much. He brought something that could produce life. He brought the fruit. And he brought things that had seeds that could reproduce. It wasn't everything that he had. The other brought an animal that was sacrificed that could not uh, have life in it anymore. It could no longer be resurrected. It was something that required sacrifice. It was something that was totally given unto God. Can I say it this way? It was the full price. He paid everything that he could pay and he gave it unto the Lord and that's the sacrifice that God honored. He wasn't picking sides. He wasn't trying to play favorites. He was looking at the sacrifice and he said, this is a sacrifice that I can accept. This is something that is pleasing to my eyes because you came and you gave all that you had and that captured God's attention and that made God happy and it made the other brother upset because he he didn't understand what was wrong and he got jealous and murder happened and it was a bad situation because someone didn't understand the requirement that God has of each and every one of us and that is for us just to get into this thing with both hands, both feet our mind and give it our all to pay the full price to give God everything that we have in the convicting question I want to pose this morning to this group of great young people is are we really giving God everything that we have? Are we giving Him our full attention? And are we giving Him our full mind? And are we giving Him our time? And are we honoring Him in the way that He requires us to? I want to give God everything that I have. Oh, it's hard sometimes because time is a thief. It's hard sometimes because the pressures of life come and schedules come. But we need to learn how quickly and easily we should make it to find a place in prayer, to find a place in ministry, to find a place where we're alone with God and put God first in every situation. You will never go wrong, my friend. You will never go wrong seeking first the kingdom of God, paying everything that you have in homage unto the Lord and Savior who purchased your salvation. Let me tell you something. He came to this earth and he became man. He didn't just go halfway, but he went in full force. He didn't send the third person of a triune Godhead to come and die for your sins while the Father sat somewhere and the Son came down somewhere and died for you. That would have only been 33.33333 repeating percent. But he gave all because he is one. God the Father was made of a woman and made under the law. It became the son and he died on the cross fully human, fully God. He died for you and me. He gave everything, my friend. He didn't go halfway. He gave everything. He said, I'm going to die for this world's sin and he purchased your salvation with his own blood. I think he deserves some glory this morning. Praise God. I love you. I thank you. I give you praise, hallelujah. Oh, come on, worship him. He's worthy, hallelujah. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. God bless you. you. may be seated. I must move quickly. In what I read to you today, in 1 Chronicles chapter number 21, we find an interesting setting, David coming 
to the man by the name of Ornon. And what preluded this happening was David got what some say full of pride. And he wanted the armies of Israel to be numbered because his military prowess had grown in such number. He was a mighty king in the land. And so the Bible says that God allowed Satan to tempt him. And Satan did. And he wanted those numbers. And he called, David called Joab to go and number all of these people in his army. Joab tried to tell David, you cannot do this thing. You know, David, that if you do this thing, that the Lord will be sore displeased and you will cause the people much trouble. You will cause the people much trouble against the Lord. But David, he ignored the advice of one of his most faithful men and sent Joab out on what they say could have been a 10-month journey to go and count all of these men. And he brought back numbers that were astounding He brought back that there were over one million men in the Israel army. And there was over more than half a million men in the army of Judah. And that didn't count the Levites because Joab was upset. He didn't count the Levites. He didn't count the Benjamites. And he gave this number unto David. And when the report came, David immediately was smote in his spirit. And he realized that he had done something wrong. And the anger of the Lord was kindled against this pride that David had. Can I stop just for a moment and go on a tangent and say there is nothing that we have my friend that we deserve everything that we have today even the very breath that we breathe and take so often for granted has come from God almighty we should be thankful that we are able to do what we can because we have a God a good father who sees over his children and we should be very very careful to give him all the praise that he is worthy of the Bible says enter into his gates with thanksgiving we should first come to him with a thankful heart I'm thankful to know God and more importantly I'm thankful that he knows me I'm thankful I'm thankful for everything that he has done for me hallelujah and it says enter into his courts with praise we need to give him praise because there is no good in us had it not been for Jesus where would we be what would we be doing right now what would our pathway be but God interrupted and God cared for us and so if you're here today in the sanctuary you should know be thankful that I've told you that everything you have is because of the good Lord and Savior Jesus Christ and he should be thanked hallelujah hallelujah we thank you Jesus you may be seated the Lord sent Gad who was David's seer and advisor in those times with three options He said, I want you to go to David, and I want you to tell him, you have sinned against me, and now you're going to suffer the consequences of your pride and of your sin. And here are your choices, David. Number one, you can have famine for a certain amount of years in the land. Or number two, you could have uh, the uh, option of running from the enemy for some months and being destroyed by your enemies. Or number three, David, you could choose pestilence from God. And those are some very hard choices. Uh, That is not a multiple choice question that I would like to choose the answer on. And David was presented with this task. He had to choose one of these. The Lord is giving him this option. And so David said, you know, I would rather be at the mercies of God because if I'm going to find any mercy it's going to come from God so he chose option number three which was pestilence from the Lord and immediately the Lord sent pestilence to Israel and automatically 70,000 men of those that David went out and numbered perished and died due to David's folly and the Lord's judgment immediately the Lord sent an angel with a sword to go and smite 
the people of Israel until God said, it is enough, stop. He told this angel, you need to just stop for a moment. Quit smiting the people of Israel. And you can read in First Chronicles, you can even read the same passage in, in Samuel 24, 1 Samuel 24, where the angel of the Lord is hovering between heaven and earth and his sword is drawn and he is in a standstill waiting for the commandment of his creator and King Jesus Christ. God Almighty is waiting for a word from heaven above. And then the angel tells Gad, David Seer, I need you to go and I need you to tell David you need to purchase Ornon's threshing floor and you need to sacrifice to me there. And so this is where we find our opening text. David goes to Ornon, who is hiding with his four sons because he notices directly above his threshing floor there is an angel with a terrifying sword standing in place waiting for God's instruction. And so he's also astounded again when the very king David comes to where he is and he runs out of hiding and he meets David and asks David, why are you here? What is it that you need? And David makes his request. He says, I need this piece of property. I need it for, for sacrifice. I want to sacrifice unto the Lord on this place. Name a price. And Ornon, probably in reverence to the king and probably because of the fear of the angel, said, you don't. You don't have to take anything from me here. Have the instruments for sacrifice, even the instruments of the oxen. And I'll even give you the oxen. And you can have this entire threshing floor. Take it for what you need it for, David. It is yours. And I like David. When he told Ornon, he said, Nay, I will not do that, but I will verily buy it for the full price. Because I will not take that which is thine for the Lord, nor burnt offerings without cost. King David, who could have afforded anything in his time, is willing to say, you know what, you don't have to give anything to me for free. I don't want to take what God has for me for granted. I am going to pay the full price. I'm speaking to my generation and I'm speaking to you here on these pews and those that may not be here today. We have a generation that went before us and they have labored and it's not in vain and they have built some churches and they have built some things for us to enjoy and they have given it to us but our attitude should not be and should never be. It should never say I deserve this. This is mine. Thank you very much. I will take that but rather it should be like King David's it should be oh this is so very precious this is the Lord's I cannot just take this for granted I need to work too I need to pay the full price I need to give all of me for what has been given me I don't deserve this but I'm going to pay the full price what is your price today what is it I will give it Lord what is it I will pay it we look in the scripture the amount that was required and that David paid was for the oxen and the instruments it was 50 ounces of silver and for the land it was 15 pounds of gold and just by today's gold market and silver market I ran the, the numbers and, 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 and looked at them that was a total of $345,000 that David just pulled out of his pocket and handed on on. He paid the full price. He said, I'm not going to take this piece of land for granted. Oh, what if we had that attitude today in the house of God? I'm not going to take this truth for granted. It is the most precious thing as was preached last night. We are the envy of the ages because what has been given to us, how are you going to take care of what has been given to you? Who are you going to share it with? Are you willing to sacrifice this morning, young person? Are you willing to pay the full price? Are you willing to go all out? And I'm almost coming 
coming to a close. Musician and singers, if you would come and help me. But I'm looking for a young person today that says, I'm tired of playing games with God. I'm tired of looking at who's doing what. But I'm going to consecrate myself this morning. I'm talking about a commitment this morning. I know you prayed hard last night and that was the will of God. But we need a commitment today in the house of God from young people, from the next generation. You are the truth of tomorrow. You are the ones that are going to carry this gospel into the highways and into the hedges. But my question is, are you going to be willing to do that? Are you going to want to do that? Are you going to be willing to stay away from the youth from the youth of this world that is leading you into a carnal direction and from those friends that have nothing but carnality in their life and say I'm going to take my time away from that and it's time for me to pay the full price I'm going to sacrifice my time I'm going to sacrifice my efforts I'm going to spend some alone time with God that's what God wants today he wants an attitude of a young person that says I'm willing I'm here and I'm able no matter what it takes you know sometimes the greatest moments you will have with God probably all of the greatest moments not all but most will be those times you spend alone with God those times that you are broken hallelujah those times when you feel incomplete those are the best times to draw nigh unto God hallelujah the Bible says that he's nigh unto them that are of a broken heart and he saves such as be of a contrite spirit you're here today and you say brother Jeremy I I'm broken. I don't know what I can offer. You're in the right place, my friend. You're in the right atmosphere. God can use something that is broken. He never uses the perfect, the complete, because it is that mindset that doesn't understand that they need God because they think they have it all together. I have spent moments alone with God. I have had trials. I have had heartache and heartbreak in my home. Growing up your age, in high school, no family going to church. Father died because he was a drunkard. Family divorced, brothers scattered, looking for direction. And if God would see me alone, in the middle of nowhere, how much more? Will God see you? How much more will God look at you? He doesn't favor us. He favors His children. We have an advocate with Him, but He loves everybody. God is looking for someone to make a full commitment. What's the impact of my commitment? What does that mean? What can happen if I commit? I'm reminded of the story in the Bible of the paralytic man who could do nothing for himself. And there were some friends of his that said, you know what? We've got to commit to him. We've got to commit to the cause. They couldn't enter into the house that day where Jesus was teaching. So they did the unthinkable, what some might describe as vandalism. They carried this man on his bed on top of a roof and they started picking apart the tiles of that roof just to lower a man to where Jesus was in hopes that Jesus would notice. Oh, and Jesus noticed the sacrifice. Jesus noticed the commitment because he looked up at those that helped this man Those that sacrificed and gave all. And he said, because of your faith. I don't know about you, but I have people in my family that need Jesus. I'm not just doing this for me and what I can get. I'm not just paying this price so I alone could stand on streets of gold. No, ma'am. No, sir. My God was not so selfish. I'm doing this because I have a brother that's lost. 
I'm doing this because I have nieces and nephews that need the Holy Ghost. I'm doing this because I have co-workers that are good people that even love God. And how can they know Jesus if they don't see somebody who's totally committed unto him and who's willing to pay the full price? Someone paid the full price. And today I'm here and I'm able to speak a word of faith to great young people. Let me just share what has been shared to me at youth camps. God can use you, and God wants to use you, and God will use you. But are you willing to pay the full price? Or are you here today just saying, oh, this is great. I'm going to take the discount. I'm just going to enjoy what everyone else has already built and established. I'm just going to come in here and just let the sprinkles of the waves of glory just follow me. I'm just going to do a little bit. I'm going to wear my nice clothes. I'm going to come. I'm going to speak in tongues a little bit. And I'm going to walk away. And I'm not fully going to commit unto God. That's the discount that we take for granted so often. But today I'm saying we discount the discount. We disregard what we've taken for granted for so long. And we say this kingdom thing, I'm fully in. I'm fully in today. I want to do something special. There's youth groups here today. I don't know if we've done this. But I want you to get with your young your youth group. And if you don't have your youth group here, just join somewhere close today. We're going to make a commitment today in the house of God. As young people, as individuals that we're going to sell out. We're going to encourage each other. We're going to pay the full price. If you call a prayer meeting, I'm going to be there and I'm going to pray with you. If you need somebody to talk to over the phone and give some type of spiritual help and to be there for you in the time, I'm going to sell out and I'm going to do everything I can to help the kingdom of God grow. I'm going to sell out in ministry. I'm going to do what my pastor wants, whether it's just sweeping the gym floor or, or vacuuming the church or, or if it's even a, operating a bus ministry, I'm selling out. I'm selling out as they sing this morning I want to know is that your attitude come on somebody sell out to God this this morning God is in this place hallelujah oh bind together and make some commitments hallelujah I'm going to give you everything Jesus I'm going to give you everything I'm not just going to take it for granted but I'm going to pay the full price hallelujah I'm going to pay the full price this morning hallelujah what is it that man you require of this man Jesus I want to give it today I'm going to seek the kingdom of God. Hallelujah, hallelujah. Oh, that's right. Pray for each other. Pray for one another. The Holy Ghost is in this house. It's time to make a commitment today. It's time to make a commitment this morning. Before you leave this place, make it, make it in your heart, your heart's desire to do whatever God wants you to do. With all your heart, hallelujah. With all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, and with all your strength, Jesus. I'm withholding nothing. I'm withholding nothing. I'm withholding nothing. Hallelujah. God, I'm pouring out my spirit unto you. Lord Jesus, reach down into the depths of my soul. Pull out every bitterness, God, and replace it with joy and righteousness so I can be used with you. Oh, God, take out everything in this vessel that is not pleasing to your eyes as I give it to you to be used for your glory. Hallelujah. Come on, make a commitment today. Come on, do you want revival in your youth group? Oh, you can be just one, two, three Bible studies away. Oh, you could just be one or two door knocks away from inviting somebody to church. But are you committed to do that? Are you committed to do that? Are you ready to put forth the effort? Hallelujah, God, I'm making commitments today. Oh, God, I'm going to put away things of life, the pride of life, the lust of the eye, the lust of the flesh, I'm going to put it all aside and replace it with everything that you have for me, come on, God is working in this place, God is working in this place, hallelujah, oh, with all your heart, with all your mind, with all your soul, with all your strength, come on somebody, I worship you Jesus, I worship you Jesus, hallelujah, as they sing, let's pray, let's pray,
in this house oh God there are many chosen vessels in this room tonight with abilities and capabilities that you can bless them with oh God there's revivals in this room there's people that can be saved because of the individuals in this room there's a kingdom that can grow God oh not just in my local assembly but beyond its four walls into my school into my job, oh, it's an ever-reaching anointing. If only, if only someone is willing to pay the full price. If only someone is willing to sell out this morning. And God, I'm selling out. I'm selling out all of me withholding nothing. I surrender to you, God. Help me to be sensitive to the Holy Ghost. Help me, God, to take heed unto your call. Bless these young people, God. Fill them with your anointing, God. Guide them and direct them. Lord, as they give themselves to you, I pray. 
blessings of God would be manifest in their life. Hallelujah. One more time, let's clap our hands. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. Hallelujah. I love you, Jesus. I love you, Jesus. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel the power of the Holy Ghost in this place. Amen, amen. I appreciate your response in sincerity. It's not a response to me. One writer said, the, the words that I speak unto you, they are life. I feel like today, the advice that I give from the word of God will give life to somebody. When the storms of life are raging and when it doesn't seem like there's an answer to the turmoil and your body is, is, is just out of whack and you don't know what to do, your mind is out of whack, I can tell you the best thing that you can do is sell out to God. Sometimes you may not know the reason. And that's the hardest part of why you are living for God the way you are. But I can tell you, I can tell you, by selling out, it's the best decision you can make. I promise you, I promise you, let me just be a testimony. And there's several in this room. God can do something great for you if you just sell out. One more time, let's just worship him. I love you. Thank you. I'm paying the full price this morning all across this house. We love you, Jesus. We thank you. We praise you. We give you glory. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen, amen. God bless you. Don't forget service starts at 7 p.m. And following, we're going to have a good time at Monterey Sports Center. God bless you. You are dismissed in Jesus' name.